Hey guys, it's Gary Vee, and you should be listening to Habits and Hustle. Can you say that one more time? <laughs> hey guys, it's Gary Vee, and you should be listening to Habits and Hustle, especially my episode, best one ever. Today's episode is special. I had the pleasure of interviewing Gary Vaynerchuk. For those of you who don't know, Gary is the CEO of VaynerMedia, a social media guru and an entrepreneurial rock star. When this episode starts, we jump right in it. This isn't an episode you want to miss. But before we start, a few words from our sponsor. So here's something a lot of listeners will be interested in. Orgain's grant for greater good. Orgain is giving away $150,000 in grant money. So if you're a startup business working in nutrition, mind-body wellness, or promoting healthy lifestyles, then you should listen up. So if you're like me, you know how challenging it is to start your own business. So having the right support and more money to work with can really help. And that's where Orgain comes in. Orgain is a brand that makes convenient and clean nutritional products. It was founded by Dr. Andrew Abram, who is a great story. He actually developed the original nutritional shake during his fight to beat cancer while he was a teenager. He realized he wanted to share this recipe with the world. So he actually quit his job as a doctor and founded Orgain. Now, Andrew knows from firsthand experience that people who want to change the world one idea at a time often need financial support to get off the ground. And he wants to pay it forward. So Orgain will choose three deserving startups and grant them $50,000 each to help take their business to the next level. To apply for the program, Your startup needs to be two years or older and in the business of promoting healthy, vibrant lives, either through nutrition, active lifestyles, or mindfulness. The application period ends March 20th. So if you think you're a good fit, please visit orgain.com slash grants today to learn more. That's orgain.com slash grants to learn more. Welcome to the Habits and Hustle podcast, a podcast that uncovers the rituals, unspoken habits, and mindsets of extraordinary people. A podcast powered by Habit Nest. Now here's your host, Jennifer Cohen. Okay, so I'm going to ask you, my first question is obviously from where I am in my life. Um, I'm a mom with two small kids. What would you say the one thing that your mom did for you that every mom should be doing for their small kids? She listened. Okay, listened. I think the number one mistake that is happening in modern day parenting is a mix of two things. It's imposing the parent's ambition on the kid without actually watching the kid. Um, And it's allowing other people's opinions to dictate their parenting. Got it. So it's their own selfish want, like me, Mm -hmm. cliche, I want my kids to be an entrepreneur without watching that they have none of those tendencies. Or number two, me, because I was so parented well by my parents, listening to them of what I should be doing. Or the worst of the worst, which is people just letting their friends dictate. Like it just, it's crazy for me to watch the, it's inc- what an incredible, important 
role it is for everybody in the world when they're a parent, mm -hmm. the impact is enormous. Well, right, especially at a young age, right? Then your peers become very much involved and become your influence. But, you know, I've seen a lot of different videos with your parents and obviously you're in the wine business and you always, like you just said, but obviously you wanted to go into the wine business at some point. Was it because your parents kind of pushed you that way and then you kind of realized you wanted to pivot? I think there's a, there's a really interesting thing that I've been thinking a lot about based on this question around nudging versus cramming. Okay. So my parents were the initial nudge, mm -hmm. and it actually, in my opinion, was a remarkable nudge because it was based on something I believe in. My parents looked me dead in the face around 13, 14 and said, you're an atrocious student. Right, okay. phrase, my mom did. Yeah. My mom does the talking. You're a terrible student. That means on your 14th birthday that's coming up, you will be working in the liquor store, in dad's store. Right. From now on, no more baseball card shows, no more friends, every weekend, you will be going with dad to the liquor store every Thanksgiving vacation, every Christmas, and every single day of your eighth grade, this was my eighth grade, right, right. of your summer, you will be working. Because if you're not gonna be a good student, that means you're gonna be a worker. And I am struggling right this second to fully, fully know what I thought. I was devastated about the baseball card shows. Right. And I kind of negotiated very quickly. I'm like, I gotta do some. So I got that in, thank God. I wasn't devastated about playing. I was kind of like, okay, and pretty quickly, by the fifth or sixth day weekend that I went to work, I kind of liked it. Even though I was doing terrible shit, bagging ice, it was boring. Right, it was, it bo was boring, it was two bucks an hour, and I was making real money as a kid at baseball cards. So, but, so that was, they nudged, and that nudge turned out okay. Um, so, it, I mean, you could also say they forced it, I don't know. I. Uh, they nudged, they, they, they pushed me in that direction and it worked out, um, but I also watched them push my brother in that direction and he didn't want to work at A&P and then at the wine store and they didn't force it, they adjusted. So besides the baseball cards, yes. like, did you ever think, like you now, I feel, well, everyone now, you've become like the Oprah of entrepreneurs, right? Like you, you've kind of like transcend any group, an age, everyone seems to like, when I told people I'm doing this podcast, people were more excited about you than like I could have said any other person on the, in the world, right? First of all, did you ever think that you'd have such an impact? No. Okay, and that's, that's a good question, that's a good answer. Yeah, it's just the truth. I didn't, uh, if you asked me four years ago or six years ago, I would say yes. If you asked me in the way I think you asked me, which is at my youth, I thought I was a businessman. Right, right, right. And right. so a businessman doesn't get the luxury to actually have such an impact on humanity. But what, what's the one thing about you that you think is the reason why it resonates and impacts so many people? Like your style, because, obviously, because, but. but. Well, you know, I actually would, art, this is something I'm really thinking a lot about. I'm pretty convinced at this point that my style is slowing up the process. Really? Yes. Why? There's an enormous amount of percentage of people that don't like me at first. Uh, but you grow on people. Fair. Right. But, but if I was a hair, maybe 15 to 30%, a little less, I think it would be, I would be much further along. Much further, I mean. Now, that being said, I also think that that would then have a cap because it wasn't, wouldn't be my authentic self. Mm -hmm. So I think maybe today I would be further along, but at 63, I think I will be like, 
Well, that's crazy to me because I think that, well, I think everyone would say that you're just, you're growing exponentially fast. I am. And you've become like a, a household name when really besides like Elon Musk in the entrepreneur space, I don't really know many other people that would actually have that. You're synonymous with that word, you know? Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, there's others that obviously have it. I think as it gets, as it skews younger, I'm in a well, real well, spot. Well, yeah. To your for, point. Like, I've gotten to the point subconsciously when I walk by young males anywhere publicly, I'm now surprised they don't know who I am. That's right. Which is exactly. crazy because three years ago I was like stunned anyone did, right? So that's clearly happened. And women, by the way, oh, too. Plenty of women. I mean, uh, by the way, plenty of women, plenty of 60 year old men, plenty, but. If you're talking 17 to 26 year old dude walks by me in the airport, I'm like looking at him like, bro, what the fuck? You don't know who I am? Like, like th that demo for sure. Look, I look. There's a lot of entrepreneurs that I still think, if you look at Google uh, 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 Google search queries, are are further ahead than me. I think I might have the most momentum. Right, right, right. right. Um, you know, Mark Cuban's ahead of me. Like, there's because of Shark Tank. You know, all the sharks but have not the potential. As, not as impactful. I think. I mean, well, impact, impact is very simple, and this is why I think I can be the greatest entrepreneur of this generation. I don't think anybody wants to give more than me. Well, that's the thing. I was gonna, that was my next thing. I I'm not playing for money as much as my contemporaries. I'm playing for legacy and admiration. My north star is admiration and legacy. Yeah. and trying to buy the New York Jets. That's right, a very, sorry, yeah. It's a very important kind of like sentence because I really don't give a fuck if I buy the Jets. I just like playing so much that the game of trying to is fun as shit. Right, so that's your goal. That's the goal. Like, that's like a place. business goal. I'd really like that to happen. But like, okay, besides the style, then what do you think that's one quality about you that has that type of influence and impact? My you know? intent is to give. So you're, that's where you're, you're, so you're starting from a Do different place. Do you know how stupid this 30 minutes is for me right now? Probably very. Yes. <laughs> I, do, I have nothing else to say. Yeah. The, my actions do not map anything like the other people that are looking like me. Yeah. There's nothing similar to me than my contemporaries. I'm actually giving back continuously, at scale, vigorously, and they're not. Right. There's not a single entrepreneur of top 1,000 fame that is grossly giving back. Right. Like how many times do you do things like this? A lot. And every time I feel a level of anxiety because I'm like, fuck, I have a lot of shit to do. Oh shoot, okay, well. I, no, no, yeah. I feel great right now, but I mean yeah, this. No, like I this is a very transparent feel, conversation. Yeah, you feel the, anxious. Elon and Sarah Blakely and fucking Mark Cuban and fucking Barbara Cochran, they're not doing this. They're picking the thing, they're doing Joe Rogan because you're getting fucking trillion eyeballs. Right, 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 right. So that, that's, but that's why, like I saw this thing about Taylor Swift, you said she hacks, hacked culture, but. But with Taylor, my, what, what the difference between Taylor and I is, is I talk about it in a business format and she was doing it for self-interest because she knew it would get her more awareness. I don't know her to know how much of that she loved. Like, does she love popping up at a wedding out of nowhere and doing the song? Or was she, because every time the media knew, so she was manipulating in a good way. Like she's very strategic she's about it. She's unbelievable. Yeah. I, you know what, I'm gonna take back manipulating because I don't think it's a good word. She was strategic about it and everybody won. Great that she got picked up by every magazine. You know what else was great? The 103 people at that wedding at the Jersey Shore that lost their fucking mind, it was amazing. Absolutely. Um, 
where I'm starting to realize with me is like, oh right, I don't have anywhere close to as much money as I could and that's because I actually don't value that part. Right. And that's where I always have to really know somebody to know where they sit on the curve of only about the money, not about money at all, or somewhere in between like me. I just used to think I was 50-50. I'm starting to realize maybe I'm even 20 to the like, to right, get, yeah, you know, to like I'm side, not. Yeah. And honestly, I think that could change. There is a concern in my own mind that somewhere in my 70s or 60s, I may get resentful that I gave so much and I didn't get mine that I may change my behavior. I'm hoping not, but I'm being really transparent here. It runs through my mind. I'm leaving an uncomfortable amount of money on the table my whole life. I built a business for my my dad and left with nothing. I started with a company <laughs> with my brother and gave him 50-50. He left early on and I like bought him out. Like, like I'm, I don't have anywhere close to the wealth that I could and then I don't monetize my audience the way everybody else does. Like I, I continue, I'm building a machine, not for the business, for the long term. So right now, like if you're a really thoughtful money person, you shit on me if you knew everything about me. I just think it actually works out. See, I, I see that when you said that, I didn't even realize that about you. See, I thought that you would be a master at monetizing. I mean, not just 25 minutes, I, but. I, I think I am. I just think I'm losing 31 to nothing in the first quarter. But it's a long game, right? It is. It's, I, I mean. This is it. You're I'm, young I'm, still. I'm, I, I believe that to be true. Now, were you, were you always like a forward thinker? Yes. Like I'm thinking like, cause you like, you predict things. Like I saw like on a bunch of things I watched about you on like Larry King, God knows how many years ago that was. You predicted things that actually do happen. Like you were just all, it, but seriously, a lot of people that doesn't happen. I, I you know, it's funny. I don't. I, I, I see patterns much earlier than most and I'm willing to have conviction to say it out loud and, uh, and I understand human beings and so I understand what they're gonna do. Yeah, you understand human nature. I understand human nature. Right, so you're, you should have been a psychologist also. I am a psychologist. Yeah. Every I day just, you are. I, if one of my two kids is a very renowned psychologist, I'd be like, knew it. You know, if they decide yeah. to go the other way, fuck on. Look, uh, you know, growing up one of my two children if you know looking at the level of success the cliche thing kids do is they they run away from it right they don't want to be compared I, I wouldn't want to be compared to a you know who wants to be michael jordan's fucking son playing basketball right who wants to be wayne gretzky and you know like i like to be all time and like i would have empathy for my children being like yeah well, i don't need a world of everyone comparing me to what he, but no know. one knows who they are like you've done a, an amazing job at having no, there's, there's such a disconnect between your family yes. and you. I mean, honestly, like I haven't found one, I mean, if I yes. went and searched, but I would I'm think aware. that you were a single dude just running it. around New York. I get it. Like you you actually have kids and a family. Yep. And it's, so how, being so public, like your entire world is like a decision we made. videotaped. Yeah, except my personal life. Like nothing. Nothing. But don't people see you like walking around the streets with your kids and Every they take day. pictures? My kids think I'm massively famous. There's not a single time that we go out that somebody doesn't stop us. And right, and then yet I never see those pictures. Yeah, we've chosen not to do that part. You know, right. like I don't want to compound it. Right. I really do think everybody will know me and I do think the fact that I don't share that part subconsciously, mm -hmm. a lot of people see me with my kids, uh, my wife or what have you, and, and don't bother because they realize I didn't open that up. Other people are, putting their children in every single thing and then they're gonna roll up. You've given the public the permission to engage. People do it because they get, I don't speak for everybody, but 
a lot of people do it because it gets more likes, mm. which is fucking devastating I, I to me. I agree, that's why people do it. I'm devastated by that. And so, you know, a lot of people tell me a lot of things and then, you know, throw judgment at me and then I'm watching them whore out their children for social media likes and I say to myself, in my mind, because I never put people on blast one-on-one publicly, I generically put things on blast, but I will never put anybody on blast one-on-one, I'm too empathetic and no, I don't know everything, but when somebody casts judgment on me, like literally a friend, an acquaintance, a stranger will cast judgment over a drink, a dinner, walking in the airport, and I sit there and think, especially if it's a friend or acquaintance, and I know that they do what they do with their children, I laugh inside my head. Right. I'm like, you're telling me I curse too much. You're fucking, dis- you're, you're putting your children in a furious position right. at your own self-interest. It's amazing, your perspective. It's like, I think it's because it's a little bit, it's like so unique to what like the masses are. And that's why people are so, grav- they can gravitate to it so much. Like I watched this, another thing. It lacks fear. I'm, I'm not worried about fear. I'm going through one right now on LinkedIn. I have a thing that is a program to join our team and I want you to make stuff to join the team. Here comes the elitist creative community saying, fuck you, Gary D, spec work, you're better than this. You're making fucking, you should pay people, what the fuck? And I'm like, I don't believe that. <laughs> I do shit for free all the time. Like this. I speak for free even though I get paid 150,000 because I strategically believe that attention in that audience was worth it for me. This America. I'm not, I'm not imposing people to make me free videos. <laughs> I'm right. tr- we're trying to, I pay plenty of people to make. It's not that it's my only thesis. I just want to grow a little bit and hedge my bet. We've picked a lot of wrong people. I'd like to see people make something for me. I don't feel that it's exploitation. It's not. Uh, I, nobody's requiring them to. If they are so great and get paid, they don't need to. Um, but for a lot of us, we're not as entitled as those people that are casting judgment and had mommy and daddy's money to go to the right school and things of that nature. And you need to kick your fucking foot through the door. And the way you do that is by fucking doing something for free. Absolutely. You like and you, that one? No, but it's true though. It is true, and I'm sorry we're hurting your market value, but this is called supply and demand. And I'm sure you get offers probably by the thousand a day for people to work for you for free, regardless. Thousands, thousands I'm sure, I mean. Thousands. And even that's a competitive market right I'll there. be honest with you. I think people that are mad that there's spec work going on now are gonna be really mad in a decade when people pay people to work for them. Yeah. Wait till that can opens. Wait till people understand what's really going on. It's just supply and demand. It is supply and demand. It scares the fuck out of me that I can have an entire Team Gary in 20 years, I'm predicting, that is paying me to be there. Whether I can get there emotionally, that gets a, that is already the next step. You know, I'm able to do, I believe in show me your work. Others clearly with the comments said no. <laughs> uh, the next one's an interesting one, but I think it's gonna happen. Whether I decide to do that or not, I don't know. I lean towards no as I sit here today. My POV may evolve. It's a much better use of money than going to art school. Oh, I agree. But then you, but you, don't, you don't believe in mentors. So these people are all wanting no, to be mentored. I, by I don't believe in mentors to me, and I believe there's some other people out there that only learn by listening and watching and doing. By the way, I okay. wish I believed in mentors. Let me phrase, I, let me phrase. I wish my brain worked in a way that could learn from a mentor. Right, or I thought, well, I saw something that was very very clever, which was that mentors are from what happened already. That's why I don't value them as much as most people. And you're so much about the future. Or the current. Or the current, right. And so, you're right. And then I think most things are commoditized. Like, they're gonna, like, I'm at the, you know, first of all, I had it intuitively because I learned it from, listen, one thing that I underestimate is I was a true 
businessman from the age of six years old. It's all I did. I sold, I bought, I traded, I made signs. I like, by the fucking time I even went into my dad's store, I fucking wish I was making content at 14. When I tell you that the videos of my audacity of what I was gonna do in my dad's <laughs> liquor store, like the level of shitting on my dad, and it wasn't shitting on my dad, but like, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong. As a 14 year old, and then now, you know, being able to look at it 30 years later, I was right. They weren't guesses. And then I say to myself, my God, I learned natural talent, DNA, right? And I learned a lot from six to 14. Who the fuck's even doing that? Right. People are going to, like people don't learn until they're like 22 on their, is their first day. But how do you even teach that? See, like you said yourself, you had a natural gift, a natural talent. You can only get people, I can be a much better singer, but I'm not gonna be, you know, Rihanna. Right. Like, 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 so you can teach it, but yes, talent is part of the equation. It is, and people, th- I mean, how much do you think is work ethic and discipline versus this pure talent? I think, t- I think work ethic and discipline is 51% of the equation, and that talent's 49. I think, I think, I just see too much talent wasted daily. Mm-hmm. You have to do. Right. This is something I've been talking a lot yeah. about, like, like. Do it. You have to make, you have to practice. You have to like, like watching athletes, especially it's very obvious. There are you know, two people and one's so much more talent. It's not even close, right. but they're jerking off. Right. They're not putting in the work and slowly but surely, the tortoise catches up, catches up and passes the hair because where, where, why is less about actually the physical talent. It's all the stuff they're doing off the field. It's all the mentality stuff that actually undermines their whole career. Right, you think that the mentality, I, I thought that actually helps their whole career is the mental. Is there mental strength, the mental discipline to work it? Yeah, the, it's the better athlete, it's the better entrepreneur, it's the better executive at skill. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, that, that their mindset of like work ethic and just like mindset, mindset. under undermines them and they lose. More from our guests, but first a few words from our sponsors. So, have you guys downloaded the game Best Fiends yet? Because if you haven't, what are you waiting for? It is so fun, you guys. You can collect all these cute little characters. There are all these puzzles embedded inside. And you can never get bored because they constantly update the game monthly. And guess what? You don't even need the internet to play. So when you travel, and if you do travel like me, you can play it while you're on a plane, a train, whatever. It's so good like that. I'm telling you, there's a reason why it has over a hundred million downloads. So let me tell you, if you want to engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters, trust me, with over the hundred million downloads, this five-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must play. Download Best Fiends free on Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. And now to our next sponsor. Did you know 24 million Americans, that's more than the population of Florida, want to work for themselves by the year 2021? But sadly, 35% of them cite inconsistent income as one of the biggest things holding them back. If money's a big deterrent, would getting paid twice as fast help you make that leap? Have you heard of FreshBooks? It's a cloud accounting software that basically does your invoicing for you. And on top of that, gets you paid twice as fast. And yes, it's really easy to use because it's made for entrepreneurs just like you. FreshBooks lets you create and send invoices automatically, accept credit cards, and 
ACH payments right on invoices. It automates payments for reoccurring invoices and it automates invoice payment reminders. So overall, FreshBooks helps you face big challenges like getting paid so you can focus on actually growing your business. And right now, I'm giving my listeners a free 30-day trial of FreshBooks right now. No credit card required. Just go to freshbooks.com slash habits and enter habits and hustle in the how did you hear about a section and you can start your free trial today. Speaking of mine, what do you think of these masterminds and all these people on social media are just making, they're doing, they're charging a hundred thousand, fifty thousand. Right. And then they're taking a lot of people who are putting all their money and investment into these masterminds. I've had a very historic, listen, I could tomorrow start a mastermind oh. and probably make a hundred million dollars. Oh, yeah, I'm not. I really sure. believe that. Uh, That's how you can make all the money that you think you're losing or leaving on the table. It's not my favorite model because I don't think it's as, I don't, I don't think, you know, I just think there's two, honestly, it's just supply and demand. It's no different than what I talked about video creators. I believe there's too much good information for free on the internet. Google. Google. Listen, I'll be honest with you, it's a very big agenda of mine to not force people to buy into bad masterminds. Right, well, and also like all these great internet marketers who you know, put themselves on a, on a platform where they're teaching people these things, but they're charging people all their money. And so like- I'm not a fan. Yeah. I think there's a lot of bad behavior going on. I'm, I'm sure there are people out there who charge people yeah, like fifty or hundred thousand dollars. I had some guy yesterday tell me he spends one hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars a year on these masterminds from the same people that you and I—I'm sure the ones that I'm thinking yep. of that you know, right? Yeah, I'm not a fan. It's a, t- it's a and and I'm, by the way, what I was about to say, I'm sure there's somebody who's just starting out who's she's got a fifteen hundred dollar a month or year masterpine, and I'm sure it's ROI positive. Mm-hmm. But as you go up the scale, I'm ta- yeah, I'm it, talking. I think to- it, it, you know, I think I think people are doing that. It'd be the reason I'd build a hundred million dollar one. It because it, people would want to say they're in it because right. I'm a brand. Well, yeah. Well, also, God, it's the same reason people wear eighty dollars. It's the it's the Gary V's. It's the Nike. It's it's it just you know whatever. Like it's how we express. An entrepreneur would be expressing themselves by being a part of it. Right. And I, you know, all these people who it's listen, why I like doing sneakers and wines. I apologize. No, because please. I also want to build businesses, but I want it to be there. In case you drink wine, in case you wear sneakers, right. and you are grateful for the free, you can do it. But you are building a bit. Vayner Media, Vayner Sports. But I mean, with, when you know, my closest to having anything with my audience is actual physical product right. that I feel they can, if they live that life, could do versus me holding back my best content to charge right. you. What everyone's doing is they're putting out their worst content to then make you pay for your, their best content. That's right. And I'm putting out my best content and it's better than everybody else's content. It is, because it's now, <laughs> it is actually. So that's what's happening. Can I ask you another, one more question? I know you have to like yes. jump. No, I can't even remember the question. No, go ahead, go ahead, slow um, it down. What was, what was I gonna say? I was just gonna say it and now I can't remember what it is. So go somewhere else and then maybe it'll come back to you. That's what I always do when I forget something. Yeah, I was gonna say something. What's the one thing that you think that um, everybody, no matter what the business is that they're in, should be doing right now? Producing content at scale. Producing, exactly. I mean, it's just, this is what's so fun to be consistent. One of my favorite things that are going on now that I have so much scale on Instagram is when people leave a comment and they think they're trolling me and it's the biggest compliment. Gary, you say the same shit. It's my single favorite moment in my career right now. How many people do I'm you- I'm like, 
Yes, I do. But that's good. So that's because it's a And it's, what makes me talented is I say it in 1,800 tri- trillion different ways and I will always say it in the newest places to say it and it will be contextual for to TikTok and LinkedIn just like it was for Twitter and Instagram and I'll eventually catch you at the moment that you're ready to hear me. Exactly. After you go to all the other shortcuts and all the other things that you don't want to be doing it my way, slow, shitty, right, kind, good, giving. When, you're, when you hate that because you want fast, quick, a lot, and you go through it all and none of it works, or my favorite one, when it worked and then it collapsed. My best people consuming my content for me are the ones who actually had success for a minute in the other way and it all came down. Right, right exactly. And then they realized why and they come. Not the ones that don't have success fast. They're also good. They believe in my way, you know, right, right, they need right. success. The one that's most interesting to me is she fucking did it. She made a ton of money in 18 months and then all went away. I'm, I'm curious because you're such a motivating, like such a motivator. What's the percentage? And you probably don't know this, but the percentage of people who actually implement and execute on what you say, right? Well, to what I really am saying currently, almost no one. I'm telling everybody to produce 100 pieces of content a day. Yeah, I mean, I'm not that's, sure I mean, if that there's anyone be... doing it. Well, how would someone actually do that minute that much? Sixty tweets a day. Write, yeah, write sixty things. Everyone has thought. Talk about everything and yeah. anything. Like you can do it. It can actually happen. Right. No, like, I understand that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you get in, this is why the, this is why document over create was my big breakthrough in that one sit down with that kid. Mm-hmm. It helped so many people. I'm not asking you to create 100 things. I'm asking you to make 100 things. That can be, if you go all the way religiously there, when we leave here, not only do we take a selfie together, but you take a photo of that and you say, this is Gary's view. You know, why does he want to buy the Knicks? And it's like, question, you know, and then, you know, you're just making. All of a sudden, because you put, why does he want to buy a Knicks? Somebody sees Knicks and engages with you and they become aware, like people don't get how it actually right. works. It actually, it's like there's, everything's a conduit kind of or a thesis. And then if you could afford it, you start building out the thesis. You record and you post-produce at scale. And you produce for TikTok and YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and your podcast and you know, that's how. It's a lot. It's a lot. But to remind everybody before everybody goes exactly where I know they're going, I was doing it at scale in 2006 to 2011 by myself while running a liquor business. I was doing, that's why I have so many tweets and it's all documented. Go back to what I was doing on Twitter in 2006, seven, eight. It's all there. It's all there. I know. Because you're gonna say it's D-Rock and it's the team and it's this and that and I'm like, cool. That's now. That's what you can get to if you do it right. A decade later. That's amazing. So, I just believe in bringing value to the audience is the biggest leverage point. Is there any other companies, I know you're, I'm trying to wrap it up. It's okay. okay. Is there anything besides, I know TikTok's another one, that another thing that you see that, that people should be kind of keeping their eye on? No, TikTok and LinkedIn are more than enough. I've been very loud about this the last hundred days. Like before, you know, back to like why I love this question. Before we get to the next one, good news, we have two right now. Right. We really didn't have that many a couple of months ago. Like but a year ago, I wasn't that excited about much. It was like more Instagram. LinkedIn and TikTok have opened up for everybody in a real way. TikTok is kind of like, isn't it very, and maybe this is just me and my, because I'm a 
know, yes. like an old woman with kids. <laughs> but like, isn't it kind of like a like a young person thing? Like, you mean like Facebook was? Well, yeah, but like besides making like videos, what else could you do? I, I'm not going to start singing a song on. Well, maybe I should. Why don't you just put out the content that you'd put out on Instagram? See, what people understand is platforms evolved. If this interview was happening in 2011, right. you would say, but Gary, isn't Instagram for photographers <laughs> who are taking or nice kids. photos? Kids. Wasn't kids yet. Yeah. Oh, wasn't Instagram kids yet? did not start as kids. Instagram oh. started as photographers. You're right, and then it evolved into... Period. End your sentence there. Yeah. Then it evolved. What I'm good at is understanding the potential evolvement of a platform that already has scale. Right. I understand that. You got it? I do. So all my, you know, there are people right now that are getting views under TikToks that they don't get anywhere close after four years of investment on Instagram and they're doing things that have nothing to do with TikTok. It's not on trending, it's not lip sync, it's not visco girls, it is, it is, they're doing a burger video, painting, a cowboy video for 60 year olds and it's working because there's so much attention on the platform right. and there's not enough creators. Yeah. It's just supply and demand. Supply and demand. Okay, I'm gonna wrap it with this because this podcast is all about habits and hustle. We know you got that. What are some of your daily habits that you do daily to keep you as on point? I make pretend that my family dies. You make pretend that your family dies. There's something I do, maybe not every day, but comes through my head pretty often. If you ask me why I'm me, it's because every day, every other day, no shorter than minimum once every four days, I will role play in my mind the tragic death of somebody in my inner family. Really? Really. Okay, and what do you do with that information? What I do with that information is I use it as the framework to keep everything in perspective. Okay, that sounds good. It's really easy for me to be okay with the three bad news things that I got today about lost revenue at Vayner, when yesterday I made pretend that a tree landed on my dad's head and killed him. So you keep perspective. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being serious. No. I know it's ludicrous. Back to, I say different shit. I really mean what I'm talking about. And because I'm good with feeling feelings with myself, it really works because I get really sad and scared and right. really don't want that to happen. And then I'm super thankful that that didn't happen and everything else is, you know, one of my best friends lost his father last night. Oh my Real God. life. I'm sorry. And uh, he's really, really sad. And all the shit we've been talking about for the last year around business and other things just miraculously didn't matter at all for the last three months that he's been in the hospital every day and every second. Just doesn't fucking matter. So if that's what we all do when it happens, why not live like that when it doesn't happen? That's 100% true. There's no question that I am much happier than the majority of the universe because of perspective and it is completely predicated on the singular variable of health of the people I love. It is old Eastern European grandma talk. Right. My grandma and my great grandma would only you know, talk about health. 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 I mean, they, had a, they were super flawed women and had a lot of mishigas, but, <laughs> but at their macro, I am, but I am. I know Vaynerchuk is not a very Jewish name. You're Jewish? I am. That's how I got out of Russia. Oh my gosh. Yep. I didn't know you were Jewish. Yeah, a lot of people don't. You know, obviously, you know, because I was born in the Soviet Union, two gener I don't know, people don't know this. In communism, religion is illegal. Yeah. It's a very non-known thing in America. So I don't have an incredibly deep 
Jewish faith-based infrastructure because my grandparents and my parents didn't grow up with it. But your mannerisms are very Jewish, actually. Well, now it all makes well, sense. I always, I always <laughs> felt Jewish to me. <laughs> But I didn't think you were Jewish. I am. I, don't I know. I'm so excited, I, but well, I mean, look, like anything else, whether it's the same reason I'm excited when I find out people are jet bands. Whenever you yeah, associate yeah. with somebody in your inner, you know, or entrepreneurs yeah, or yeah, yeah. Jersey people, like it's Jewish all. Is different. Of course, because religion's one of the core things. Yeah. By the way, for me, Jets is bigger than Jewish, but I understand. Like to me, I am more Jets than I am Jewish. Really? Really. I associate more tribe DNA with fellow Jet bands than I do with fellow well, Jews. Not the Jets. Like, why the Jet? Why so much? Not, why not the Yankees? The, the because it was the Knicks. first team I fell in love with in America. I I have now psychoanalyzed myself that it means America to me. It means freedom, acceptance. The kids in the neighborhood were like, "You're one of us." Yeah. And then I just watched every game. So it's just sheer practice, like just emotional. Plus, it's the journey. Yeah. I dropped the Yankees and the Rangers. If you look at my senior year high school uh, uh, yearbook, you would think I was a bigger Rangers fan than Jets fan. Well, also because the baseball cards, I thought you'd be a bigger baseball fan. I was, I was, a, I, I was a bigger Yankees fan as a kid than a Jets fan. I was a bigger Rangers fan than a Jets fan in high school, but they both won championships and I stopped caring. Oh, wow. And so now the Jets have the longevity and they were always right there and I was probably a bigger Jet. I, was, I would say equal, but like, yeah. Yeah, so do you not practice anything in the Jewish? Like, do you no, I do. I got Rosh Hashanah coming up. I'll be right. home. So I do, but I'm not. I'm. I, I would. I hate the bullshit. I'm not hardcore. Right. Like you're not. Well, you don't keep kosher. Obviously. I do not keep kosher. I don't do seder on Friday nights. You, you know. Do Shabbat. You don't do Shabbat. I do not do Shabbat. How about your family? Like your actual. No. Like your, no. Was your wife Jewish? Yes. Just me. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. So like that's. Yeah. You know, but it's not the. You know. Yeah. Obviously, everyone runs their gamut, but on humanity. Yeah. I'm all time. Look, I probably have a subconscious struggle with religion mm -hmm. because I do think it leads to bad behavior. Right, or they use it as an excuse Correct. For, yeah, for Correct. bad behavior. You know, it's not its fault to your point, mm -hmm. but it is absolutely a beacon for bad behavior. Yeah. Like politics. And I've seen it, we've, I mean, we've ever seen it a lot of times. And so I always have like, I'm just into like team human. So I don't like animals or, or mother nature. You don't like animals either? I definitely don't like animals. The way normal people do. Right, you don't go crazy over it. I don't hate animals. I just love fucking people. Right. I just can't get fired up about a parrot. Right, or a dog or a cat. I definitely am not as into dogs and cats as many others. I love that people are. I just wish people were more into people. Right, Not would you say nature also? Yeah, I mean look, I understand if you ruin, like here come the comments, I can read them for you. Gary, if you fucking ruin earth, you won't be around for, I understand. I don't want fucking, I don't want to destroy the earth. I just don't look at a tree and be like, hey, my dad looks at trees, he's like amazed by it. He loves, loves a fucking tree more than if there's any human besides me and my mom. I mean like it's like, fuck, it's a tree, dude. Right, right. You know? So you kind of keep things, again, the theme is keeping things in perspective. 100%. Right. And being self-aware, which we're going to talk about, but you know, next next time. time. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you so much. You're, You're welcome. Mensch, as they Thank say. You. <laughs> you Thank you. Habits and hustle. Time to get it rolling. Stay up on the grind. Don't stop. Keep it going. Habits and hustle. From nothing into something. All out. Hosted by Jennifer Cohen. Visionaries. Tune in. You can get to know them. Be inspired. This is your moment. Excuses. We ain't having that. The Habits and Hustle Podcast. Powered by Habit Nest. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, 
and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you wanna learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join podcast royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox or wherever you listen to your podcasts.